are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. Okay, we're back, and this is Your Competitive Advantage, and I'm your host, Tom Tubergen. All right, so how does targeting relate to positioning in the marketing context? That's a great question, Tom. Um, yes, they're very they're very uh, intimately related, and positioning is once you've determined whom you're going to target. Again, that's a description of the uh, the, the types of people, and again, that can be demographic types. It can be uh, income levels, a whole range of different dimensions along which we can mention, uh, measure different target groups. Once we determine that target audience, um, the next step is to position our product. Uh, in their minds, really. So positioning is really about the ability to construct a message about your product or service that will ring a bell, will relate, uh, will connect with those folks that uh, represent your target market. So for if I have different target markets, I might actually decide that I have three or four different distinct target markets for my product or service I would actually potentially position my product or service differently uh, for each of those markets. And that's really the, about, again, about the messaging and about how I want them to perceive uh, what, I, what it is that I offer. So how does the value proposition play into the process of positioning your product? The value proposition, uh, positioning and value proposition are very, again, very related items, but Value proposition, is, to me, is more of a core statement. It's, it's something that will change less uh, from target market to target market or uh, segment to segment. Uh, the value proposition is really about what I call the elevator speech. If you were riding down an elevator with somebody and they got on on the 10th floor and uh, together you rode down to the first floor, uh, during that maybe 30 or 40 second time period, you have enough time to tell them what you do. That's called an elevator pitch. And if you can get your value proposition into an elevator pitch, into maybe 30 seconds, maybe less, uh, that is, that's when you know you've really honed it. And once you've done that, then you want to create a series of messages, uh, campaigns, if you will, uh, that speak to the target market segment that you have determined, and that's really the positioning. So once you've had your, to summarize, once you have your, your value proposition, you want to define your target market and then position your product in the context of that value proposition uh, to the various target market segments that you've, um, that you've uh, outlined or determined. Sure. How do all these components that we've been talking about um, build a brand, and why is a brand important to me as a small business owner? Brands are extremely important, and and it's harder. It's 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 brand is something one does not build in a day. Um, what's a, a common misconception about brands, and I hear this quite frequently, even from seasoned marketing professionals. And every time I hear it, I, I, uh, it's like fingernails on the chalkboard a little bit for me because a brand is not just the colors, the color scheme you use on your website or on your, in your other marketing materials. A brand is not just a tagline, like a little sentence that, you know, says what you do in kind of a, a cute and fun way. That's not your brand. Those are all elements of what will build your brand image in the marketplace. But a brand is really 
a complex of images, uh, words, thoughts. It's really a, 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 what, it, what, what it builds up to a central concept that you want people to think of or imagine in their minds whenever they hear your product name or hear your jingle or see your, see your logo, etc. Whenever they think of, of you and your company and your brand and your product, the brand needs to come to mind. And the extent to which you can bring uh, the right set of images uh, and, and, and thoughts and, and words into their mind, you've, you've done a great job of what we call building brand equity. And, you know, you could spend a million dollars on a 30-second spot for the Super Bowl. That will not build your brand. That's just one little brick in the wall, so to speak. It's just one little component. Um, at the same time, though, a small business owner can build a brand. Over time, uh, if you run a neighborhood uh, a lawn cutting service or you have a local arts and crafts store or you have a computer repair business or what, what have you, um, within your neighborhood, within your target market, in, the, in this case in a very, very geographical sense, um, you can build a brand. And it is something that takes time. It is something that cannot be bought generally, although advertising is a component of branding. It's not the only thing. Having articles written up about you, uh, having uh, event holding events, all of this all of this plays into the brand. And third party testimonials, having having customers uh, talk about your product, really really strengthens the brand. Um, ultimately, though, the brand is really a sum total of a whole complex, and really I mean that in the largest sense, of items that have past, present, past and present um, that have happened. It's not easy to change a brand. Um, so, so it's not something to be, I guess in some, it's not something to be built easily. Um, it's something to be very meticulously thought about. There's definitely an X factor or a component of branding that we can't control. Um, but generally, we have very, uh, very much, we very much have control over our brand when we uh, do the right, take the right steps uh, on a day to day basis in our, in our marketing efforts. So it really seems to me that branding is that collection of all the little things, all the little details, the communications, the every aspect of our business that creates that essence of a perception that our clients have of us. Absolutely, that's, that's well said. It's absolutely about perception, and it's you know marketing. For some people, marketing in general can seem like a smoke and mirrors game of oh, they're just trying to get me to think a certain way or they're blasting me with advertisements. But really, I think a good marketer, an ethical marketer, a professional marketer, is really about how well can you communicate for your client or if it's it's for yourself, of course, for yourself, the value in a way that is memorable because ultimately products and services need to fulfill a niche. They need to... Uh, they need to have someone who appreciates them enough to pay for them, unless you're doing a, some sort of charity, which is also a very valid way to do marketing as well. But for most people, it's a for-profit situation. And w- ultimately, at the end of the day, a marketer uh, has to not only communicate the information faithfully, but really there has to be a spin on it. Because, And that spin, by the way, is not something to be avoided. In fact, it needs to be embraced by small business owners um, there is no purest way to do marketing, in my opinion. It's all about making a spin. It has to be ethical. It has to be correct. It has to be as truthful as possible. But you've got to do it in a way that gets people to remember it. 
and that's the only way you you will be successful if you want to be around in you know two years, five years, ten years, twenty years with your business. Um, you need to keep getting sales. You need to keep you need to stay in the game. The way to do that is to get your your market and your or to get your marketing out there to get your brand built, and that's all about perception. That's all about how people see you, what they think about you, if they think about you. Uh, when they think about a given product niche or category. You know, part of promoting your product is, uh, another component of promoting your product is being able to price it accurately. Talk to me a little bit uh, in terms of perception uh, about the uh, perceived value of your product as it relates to pricing. Yes. uh, Pricing, again, boils down to, and this would be controversial for some people, but I believe it ultimately depends on what someone is willing to pay at that moment in time for your product. And that may change tomorrow, quite literally. As I mentioned earlier in the program, uh, in the Internet age, uh, pricing can change even for things like computers or you know, relatively high-ticket, high-dollar-value ticket items uh, can change quickly. And companies can quickly change pricing uh, as a response to uh, market demand, as a response to what competitors are doing. Um, yeah, there's no ultimate value of any product other than what someone's willing to pay for it at that moment in time. And the reason I say moment in time, again, is because of the fluid nature of it. Now, if someone's thinking about their pricing their product, which, of course, is a necessary thing to do, um, people, you know, you can, you can buy textbooks that have uh, quite complex formulas on pricing and, and computer models and this and that. But even, you know, some of the top companies in the world, many of which I've worked with, or I should say some of which I've worked with, um, uh, have, you know, basically pricing is, is very reactive to many factors that, can, that cannot be and are not plugged into computer models. Um, again, it's, it's, it's the competitive uh, landscape. Um, it's, it has to reflect your own cost structure, and that's a key component. If, if you're, uh, one, one, way to, one great way to break it down for pricing is to look at your cost per unit. So, again, this applies more for, products and for services, but it's a similar concept for services. Um, your cost per unit, uh, if, you, if you can put all of your costs and divide them by uh, the number of units, get your cost per unit, what you can do at that point is determine what you, how much you need at least the product to sell for for you to break even, and that's called your break-even point. Um, if, you've, if you're able to sell it for more than that, then you'll get a, uh, a profit on that. And, and really, that's a basic way to look at it, but at least if you understand your cost per unit, it's a starting point um, for understanding, hey, I at least need to sell my product for this amount. Now, larger companies with large product lines may decide to sell, let's say they have four products, they'll, decide, they'll sell products A through C at cost or even a little bit below cost because they become uh, something that gets attention in the marketplace. Jed, we're going to pause here again for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion on how to successfully market and sell your products and services. And by the way, once more, if you'd like to contact Jed directly, you'll find his profile and his contact information on our guest tab at our show page on TalkZone.com. You're listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network, sponsored by... TopSportSupplies.com. Remember, it's your adventure. 
Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.topsportsupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sport Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportsSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportsSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Are you continually looking for ways to achieve a competitive advantage for your business? If you aren't, you certainly should be. Take a moment right now to go to the MentoringSuccessGroup.com webpage and sign up right on our homepage for my hard-hitting newsletter named Your Competitive Advantage. Every other Monday, I email you a newsletter that's packed with information that you need to know about and a discussion on why this is important to you and to your business. Go to www.MentoringSuccessGroup.com and simply enter your name and your email address. It's that simple. Can you afford to be left behind the competition? Do it now. www.MentoringSuccessGroup.com It's your competitive advantage. You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. If you are a small business and you don't have a dedicated IT staff, it's very difficult to achieve any sort of an ROI from an investment in computers, software, and technology. So I need to take a moment to introduce my friend, Chris Mensch. Chris is an expert at identifying and implementing technology solutions in your business that maximize a return on your investment. He knows how to integrate e-commerce as a profit center for your business. If you're looking for ways to become even more efficient in your business, take a moment right now to call Chris Minch at 814-746-4406 to ask him about the competitive advantage that he's helped his clients achieve. That's 814-746-4406. Or you can visit his website at www.mentchconsulting.com. MenchConsulting.com